I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's get started. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Truth Fairies. We're back. We are back. I'm Brooke. I'm Jamie. I'm frazzled. I'm better than ever. (laughs) Yes. For once in the year, I have beat Brooke to the studio. I'm first. I thought you would be in this chair. I fully walked in expecting you to be in the chair. Nope. Because it was a who who gets here first gets the chair situation. I miss that chair. Yeah. So hi, how are you? Hi, well, if I were a dessert, I'd be a frazzle pop. Well, that is... Don't even think that's a thing. Can't be terrible, though. I had four things scheduled at four o'clock today. Oh. Like, what? I'm one person. You are. So what did you do? Well, I picked my daughter, I switched my daughter's school, so she doesn't ride the bus home anymore, and that has thrown a whole, you know when you feel like if you add one more thing to my plate, I'm going to drown? Yeah. It's like that. It's like that, just picking her up from school at the end of the day has somehow. Yes. I Can you hear that ringing? Yeah. Travis, do you hear ringing? Yeah, it's the, it doesn't really come through on the okay. recording too bad, but it's from the furnace in the hallway. That is so weird. It's like, I feel like ding it's ding in, in my our- skull. <laughs> Yeah, it like okay. vibrates through the whole building in your skull. It's insane. Oh okay, my gosh. Okay. okay, sorry, sorry for the interruption. Okay, we're back. Anyway, um, so I have to say there was one time um, when Lainey was in kindergarten, and I I took that year off of teaching, and I was just home with her. Yeah. And um, having to pick a child up from school at the end, <sighs> like it takes your whole day. It takes the whole day. It's the weirdest thing. Why is that? I don't know. Like, and I, you know how you kind of schedule things a couple weeks in advance, mm-hmm. like appointments and this kind of stuff. And just, you don't think about how, if you have to pick a kid up, mm-hmm. it re it, like you have to rearrange everything. Yeah. So I picked her up early and I feel like, why do the school sh- shame you if you have to pick your kids up early? Yeah, they hate when you do why that. Why do they hate it so bad? I don't know. So I got in trouble and then I recruited Aaron well he's the dad so it's not like right (laughs) above and beyond but he did one of my things I took Deacon to tennis early and then I got here late (laughs) wow well all in a day's work right (laughs) so I have to pick him up on the way back okay so okay well so I'm just gonna breathe here for a minute and do serenity now okay well today on the podcast we are talking about how normal are we right yeah Um, Am I normal? Are you normal? Are the what, things that we do normal? What is normal? Is normal even a thing? Right. I was going to Google that. Like how to tell if you're normal and just see what came up. I think it is subjective. Because it's so subjective. Normal to me is very different than normal to most people. Right. Right? Yeah. Or depending on where you live, from country to country or from even like place to place, yeah. there's normal is cultures and where you fall in your family and how you grew up and if you're married or single um so my sister called me last night and she said she said that when she listens to the podcast and the things that I say on the podcast she's like it's like I am she's inside of my brain and knows exactly what I'm gonna say really yeah and she said it's so weird that we're the only two people on the planet that have these shared memories. Such shared experiences. Yeah, because there was just the two of us being raised together and everything was shared. And everyone you knew grew up pretty much she knew growing up and Yeah. So she's like, it's like I'm like we are this like our own little bank of memories. Right. Like how often is it that you learn something new about Robin? Never. Right? Never. Yeah. 
I learned something new about Heather the other day. What was that? It's that when she sees a spider or thinks about spiders, she gets chills on one side of her body. On one side? Yeah. That's weird. I was like, how? I did not know that about you. That Yeah, that is weird. Is that normal? That is not normal. Let me tell you uh, something that happened to me last night that I am pretty sure is <gasps> not normal. Okay. Um, you know how I'm always cold? Yes. Always cold. And it doesn't matter what month, what temperature, I'm always cold. Yep. Well, I got up um, and I went in the bathroom and I was looking in my, you know, the mirror that blows things up bigger, the Ooh. magnifying mirror. Ooh. And I was so cold. I had goosebumps <gasps> on my neck. Really? Have you ever had a goosebump on your no, neck? No, I don't. Not from, no. Yeah, I was so cold. Like my whole neck, ne- neck, neck <laughs> was goose pimpled. Ooh, weird. weird. I don't like that you looked in a magnification mirror. Well, I did. That makes me, ugh. Maybe I always have goosebumps. Maybe. On my neck. <laughs> you know what the worst is? So I have terrible vision, but I don't wear glasses. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And so I always do my makeup. And then sometimes when I put on my glasses and I look in the mirror, I'm like, who? Who is this freak? <sighs> like, I, it's like I can, that's what people see when they look at me. It's like I have a permanent Snapchat filter <laughs> on my face all the time. Because it's all fogged. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that trend on TikTok or Reels where people are showing like what people look like? with filters and there's like a no filter filter that mm-hmm. like makeup artists and like skincare salespeople are like doing their reels with and oh. then they take it off other people do and say this that's not really what they look like hmm. we should do it oh we should <sighs> or should we lies of despair yes all right well let's look at some other things that okay. are um we're just gonna i i have just a bunch of short little things that are why can't I talk today? Short little snippets of things that people do or habits or quirks that they have. And then and we'll, weigh we'll in. decide if they're weird or okay. not weird or okay. normal or not normal. Okay. So I'll go first. Okay. It says, I close the toilet seat when flushing because it sprays germs everywhere. <laughs> okay. Which I think is normal. It's probably legit. But then it says, then I wash the toilet seat and floor after I flush. Oh, Every time? Every time. That's a lot. That is a little OCD. The toilet seat, on the inner one that you sit on, I'm guessing? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. If you've shut the toilet, nothing's getting, I mean, not like it's a vacuum sealed thing, right. but it's like one or the other. Yeah, I just feel like that's extreme. Yeah. I'm going to say not normal. I mean, unless you are literally like shit festing in that toilet <laughs> and there are things flying yeah. out. I feel lucky that we have a loo, like a one, like a, a is, loo. is that what they call it when you can shut the door to it? Oh, a, like a private room. Yeah. Yeah. So my toilet room doesn't like, it shuts off from the rest of my bathroom. Yes. And I always feel like that protects my toothbrush and my right? face products and all that. Yeah. Mine has a little, like its own little private, it doesn't have a door, but you go around the little corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because otherwise you are brushing your teeth with a shit stick. I know. And nobody worries about this. No. I mean, apparently, other than this person. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like everyone has probably one OCD thing that they do. Yeah. And you know what I kind of hate? What? When everyone self-diagnoses themselves with OCD. I know. Just because you have weird things that are that are quirky or, like, habitual doesn't right. mean you have OCD. Like, don't, let's not self-diagnose. Let's not WebMD everything. And let's not, like, downplay people that actually have diagnosed obsessive compulsive right. disorder because that's an actual mental illness and to be like oh I just I have to do this every time I'm so OCD it's yeah. like 
No, you're not. No, you're not. I have to tell you, speaking of self-diagnosis. Okay. So the other morning, my daughter, Lainey, who is 10, Uh wakes up. And it was the most random thing. She had this little tiny bruise that was like, it looked like the size of like a Q-tip, the tip of it, right underneath her, like right in the crease of her chin. Just this little purple bruise. And she's like... We were like, wow, that's so weird. Where'd you get that bruise? And she didn't know. So I'm at work and she sends me this text and it's, it's a <laughs> screenshot. And, and it says, um, what would cause bruises to appear without injury? Uh-huh. And then it has like a response and she's like circled it in marker that oh, says no. bleeding disorder. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now I'm she's like, convinced. It's a bruise. <laughs> You're 10. Like things happen. And plus you do cartwheels and flips and handstands every yeah, five seconds. Or not. You don't have a bleeding disorder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. She's 10 years old, and now she is already Google searching all of her illnesses. Oh, geez. Not, That's a, the not last a healthy place. To I'm like, would you get off of that? <laughs> it's not a bleeding disorder. They need, like, a WebMD for, like, um, hypochondriacs. Yeah, that just says, slow down, sister. <laughs> It's a bruise. You're fine. You're fine. It's not a tumor. <laughs> Give it a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we should have okay. done that. Okay. Right. So my first one is a person that says, I'm obsessed with sandwiches. It'd be a weird day if I didn't have at least one. Usually either ham or turkey, but I'll make a sandwich out of anything meat-based we have laying around, even weird shit like carne asada or meatloaf. Oh. <laughs> meatloaf. Me- meatloaf sandwich. Meatloaf. So that just made me think about people like me who are a habitual eater, who kind of have to eat the same thing every day. Do you do that Um, to any degree? Like coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, No. I went through probably a seven-year phase where I had wheat thins and string cheese for lunch every single day. Every single day. Yeah, I don't. I mean, other than just like coffee no. in the morning. What do you eat lunch at work at yeah, school? What yeah. Do you, do you take stuff? Um, do you get stuff out of the cafeteria? No, I take stuff, but it's like leftovers. Just whatever. Or, yeah, and every Thursday we do Thaco Thursday and order out. Thaco Thursday. I know because Tuesdays it doesn't work out. So so, so you it's do Thaco Thursday. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, but I don't like. I'll crave things and go for a period of time where I eat a lot of one thing or another, but not like a daily. Yeah, I wonder how normal that is. Because yeah, I, I, I'll usually, I mean, I have a protein drink. It, that's my first meal, which I usually don't eat till like noon. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and now that I don't eat lunch really, because I just eat that and then I'll snack midday and then I'll have dinner. Mm-hmm. But when I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it was wheat thins and string cheese that is every so, day. I'd be so bored of that. I know, but it's like, I don't want to think about what to eat. Like the idea that I have to think about it every day. Like, it's stupid. Ugh. Yeah, I yeah I can see that. Okay, how about this? Counting the number of stairs in a staircase that I'm on. Uh, do you, are you a counter? I'm not, but Kay. I know a lot of people are. If I'm alone, I'll do it. Like oh. if I'm by myself and just like not nothing to occupy my mind, then I'm absolutely going to count it out louder in your brain. In my brain. Okay. But if I'm talking to somebody, it's not. I'm not like where I would have to stop a conversation so that I could mentally count the steps. Okay. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you how many steps are even on my staircase in my house. Wow. I, yeah, I just don't. And if I'm ever walking by myself, mm-hmm. um, like if I go for a walk, I'm always counting. Really? If I'm by myself. If we're walking together, I'm not paying attention. But if, 
but if I'm walking, I'm counting. Just to give your brain something to do. Just, I, it's just where I go. I had a I had a buddy growing up who was uh he was a big skateboarder, so they would like skate downstairs all the time. <gasps> but he could like count the number. He could guess on how many stairs were on a staircase by like looking at it from like Ooh. a distance. Wow. So like the stairs at our school would be like, oh, that's like 24 stairs. And then you'd count them all. And then you'd be like, how did you know that's exactly 24? And then just something in his, he's looked at and counted enough stairs that he can like guess he, pretty accurately. Oh, cause he's habitually counted so many times. Yeah, he now knows what that looks well, like. Well, cause he knows like if I skateboard, I can skateboard down like a 10 stair would be like the biggest I could go down probably. Oh. So he's always looking for that to see if he could like possibly jump down it or not, not break his legs or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he can, like, spot stair numbers from a distance. Interesting. I have two steps that go from my main living area into our mudroom that goes into our garage. And every time I walk down them, I think I'm going to fall. Like, I think this is going to kill me someday. (laughs) It's like I just feel like I'm always on the edge of falling down those stairs. And I don't know Hmm, why. It's two stairs. Two stairs. But I'm always like, whoa. Like, (laughs) where do these come from? (laughs) Wow. I'm just like, I can't live here when I'm old. I'm going to break a hip on that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why. They freak me out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do, oh, this, I love this one. When I watch a movie or TV, I have this urge to repeat what the people on screen are saying. Okay. Okay. So they say, a lot of time I make the vocal motions of their words and cadence, but do so without opening my mouth or letting air through. So it's like my vocal cords are actually repeating them, but I am not audibly saying <gasps> anything. How do you? So it's like their mouth is closed, but they're articulating like it inside. Like their vocal cords are doing it. Like they're, you know, like the man in your mouth. Yes. You know the man. Yeah, I can do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Uh, what should I say? you can Yes, I can. Okay. That's the man in our mouth. That is the man in our mouth. For you video viewers on our Patreon, you will see it. Looking, our looking like idiots. We're closed. Our mouths were closed. Mm-hmm. We were almost like ventriloquists. Yeah. Ventriloquy. And you have to do it in the very back of your throat. Okay. So anyway, so I guess she uses the man in her mouth, but doesn't make a sound. I don't I'm think she puffs up like, her lips either. She just. I, can, how, I don't know how you would do that. I don't know. Anyway. That's, that what, is, that's what they do. I don't think I could do that. I, you know how some people are lip followers, though? Like, if you're talking, they're doing, yes. they're like going, uh-huh, moving their mouths. Yes. I hate that. Have I told you about the girl I used to be friends with? I might have mentioned it on this podcast, who would finish your sentences. Yes, and you quit being friends with her. <laughs> well. I think we have talked about I her. I think we have, too. Yeah. It was like she was constantly trying to predict what you were saying, and I couldn't handle it. But I would ask other people, have you noticed? And they're like, I haven't really noticed. And I'm like, how do you not notice? I can't even have a conversation with her. (laughs) So I have a similar one who, um, I don't know if I can go through my whole papers to find it, but she says that she laughs every time she's asked a question. Like a nervous laugh? So she says it's not a nervous, like she doesn't feel nervous. But okay, yeah. So she said it mostly happens when I lie but it happens when I tell the truth as well. I've Googled it and it said something about being uncomfortable, but it's not that. Someone asked me what my favorite food is and I just couldn't contain my laughter after answering. Now they think I'm lying. It's a pain in the ass, really. So it's <laughs> or they like, think she's psycho. Yeah, right? so she just like answers a question and just laughs. Oh, that's awkward. And I, when I was a news reporter one time, interviewed a woman who giggled for our entire conversation and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like we were having a normal conversation about a historic theater that, that was getting renovated. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, these are the seats from 1957. 
I was like, what is happening? And then don't you start feeling self-conscious because you're like, why is she laughing at me? Uh What is so funny? What am I, what, is there a booger in my nose? Yes. Yes. No, I would hate that. Yesterday, remember how I told you how I took my daughter two weeks early for her driving test? Uh So we show up again and my daughter kind of has an unusual name, Brighton. Uh So I'm thinking we're showing up a week and a half later. He's going to be like, you're back again. He, and so I'm like prepared to tell our story. He walks up, hi, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. And for some reason, I thought it was so funny that he didn't recognize us. I couldn't stop laughing in the back seat. <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. So you went on her driver's test with her? Yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah. And she did so good the second time. She knew exactly what he was looking for. Good job. Yeah. And he didn't even know her. No. That's had, so weird. Did not even recognize either one of us. He probably he probably is so mentally scarred oh, from yeah. having to do driver's ed that every moment is just survival. Yeah. That was the other thing I had scheduled today. She's doing her written test right now. <gasps> so okay, that is going to make my life so much easier. Oh, preach. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one says, I have a weird compulsion with my fingers and toes. I just get this feeling and have to put pressure on them so the urge goes away. It gets worse when I'm anxious. Oh. So it happens even when this person is not anxious. Mm-hmm. Is that normal? I don't know. Piper has it, though. Does she? She has to cross her toes. Oh, yeah, She yeah. constantly, like, flicks her toes. Huh. And she's, like, she has to wear shoes that are loose or too big so that she can flick her toes. So she has room. Do you remember back in the Fen Fen days? <gasps> oh, Fen Fen. <laughs> when everybody was on Fen Fen or Fenermine or whatever. When, yep. So I did a stint with Fenermine. And it used to, I think we've talked about this, it used to make my nail beds agitated, yes. which does not make any sense. I mean, other than when you're hopped up on like meth, legalized <laughs> crack, uh-huh. but it was like my, like my finger, my nail beds were so agitated. I'd have to like touch them and put uh-huh. pressure on them and it would drive me absolutely oh. nuts. I want to hear from one teenager of the nineties who was not overweight that wasn't on Fenfen. Who, who how was, oh. how were we all in the 90s on crack and all nobody cared and nobody needed it nope like, I weighed like 120 probably and I'm on diet pills yeah yeah and so many of my friends were I even and remember, it's like our moms knew yeah and like our teacher like it was just like everybody take meth it's fine yeah you're gonna you're gonna look great when this is done but I remember even after having my babies and I in my earlier years of giving birth I was small after yeah. like I had I think after I had Carly I weighed 108 pounds yeah like I was not that's tiny. a large woman Mm-mm. but I remember going to the doctor and being like well I just am having a hard time I'm just feeling sluggish and having a hard time losing the baby weight <gasps> just like here have some thinner me <gasps> what yeah. I mean I was not a hundred and I was not oh, over 120 pounds my god and was just yeah and he gave it to you yeah. You guys, what? As a candy man. Somebody needs to. Somebody stop. Yeah. But but I remember I had to, I, I mean, I never was on it for very long, just like Because it makes you two. crazy. Yeah. But I would have to go like every other day or every third. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if I did two days in a row, my nail beds were bugging me. Oh my me. gosh. I remember, I, I don't think I took it in high school, but I took it after college. Still was super skinny. Right. And I was a news reporter and I would take it. And I was like, I could talk to anybody. I could interview anybody. I had the best stories. And then I'd come home from work and just rage. Like it was, I mean, 
it's like math. It is. It's so bad for you. And, and I, I didn't even have a doctor prescription. Mine was like from Mexico. <laughs> good, good job, Brooke. <laughs> What's on Mexico fentermine? That's a 23 oh, that, year old. Yeah. Well, I do. Um, like I do remember taking it and literally it was like you could feel the moment that it kicked in. Mm-hmm. Like I would be doing something and all of a sudden it was like, uh-huh. there it is. Yep. And then it, all of a sudden everything was happier. And you feel and, like you can do anything. Yeah, like you can get through whatever. It, it just was. I don't need food. Yeah. And and sometimes I would go, I could go days of not eating anything. And it was like, oh, I haven't had water in four days. Except remember how it made you so thirsty? Yeah, you did get thirsty, but it was like, I could not, I mean, not eat a meal. No. So the bottom line is, is this is very dangerous. Don't go <laughs> do on diet pills, you guys. Do not, you do not need diet pills. And now everyone's hearts are destroyed. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. So thank you, Phenermine. Yeah. So just love yourself. It's overrated. Please. Please. Okay. Okay. Um, this is kind of a relationship isn't normal. So this person says, I have a crush on this person, they, them, that I've known for a few years. I don't have the guts to say I like them yet, but that's a different story. We always argue about small things, like which thing is better uh, or if something should be a different way or not. But we always move past it immediately and laugh about it. We've both said that we love fighting like this with each other. It sucks fighting with other people, but this just feels different. It feels right. And they like to choose the opposite side of my choice, even if they think I'm right, just so we can argue about it. And I like when they do this too. Is this in any way normal? Mm, no, no, not as, I don't think. Do you think? Like, yeah. as a, you think it's normal? Uh-huh. As a day-to-day, like, I just love to fight with this person. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times when I'm looking for a fight, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, like... Like I'll have that day where I am ready to fight, and and you know Jake walks in, or and I'm just look like, at me sideways. Yeah, I dare yeah. you say something, and I'm against it. Like yeah. I will contradict everything. Yeah, but it's not very often. Do you think that's unhealthy to want to fight? Well, I think it's one of those things where they just have that dynamic. Like it's a playful fighting. Yeah, and they have this dynamic where if maybe the other person has a crush too, so it's kind of like this is our way of like. Yeah, of no, interacting that, and it's yeah. like my best way to interact with you and like keep the conversation going to be like like this is our thing this is our thing okay outside of a relationship yes yeah I think if they were like official like if they had decided they were to like liked each other then it would get it would be problematic it would probably escalate to yeah. real fights because then you really annoyed. have real things to fight about right and when the honeymoon's over yeah. shit gets real yeah yeah and if you've already got that dynamic in your relationship then that could, that could escalate. It could escalate pretty quick. Yeah. So maybe normal, but but maybe just keep it maybe a crush. red flag. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Okay. This one says when I am, and I think this is so related to like modern day and social media and technology. Um, it says when I am doing something, anything, I act like I'm giving a tutorial for it. <laughs> um, like, hey guys, today I'm going to show you how to take a shower or make an omelet. <laughs> Yep. Right. So, um, which I think I, we may have actually even talked about this I feel on like here before, but like I, I even will catch like Lainey, mm-hmm. um, I'll walk in her room and she's like talking, like she's doing a tutorial of something, Yeah, you know? So I think it's just, our kids live in tutorials, right? They live yeah. in everything is, everybody's filming everything they do. Right. And making a lot of damn money on it as I sit here and think about it. I know. Yeah. I feel like that's how kids these days relate to the world yeah through a tutorial yeah like today piper said every grandma has gum in their purse and it's always spearmint 
And I said, what are you talking you don't about? You know what spearmint is. Yeah. She goes, what? Well, that's what TikTokers say. Well, I'm they're like, not, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, how would, so then I, just to prove a point, I'm like, how would a TikToker know what every single grandma has? They're like, why would 10 TikTokers say it if it wasn't true? I'm like everything you hear on TikTok is not true, but it's like, it's that thing of every grandma does this and yeah. every mom yeah. says this. The and generalizations. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just a hard world to live in. Yeah. This technology, this newfangled technology. Well, this newfangled one. Okay. Me or you? You. Me. Okay. Well, this one's kind of similar, so I'll read it. She says, I, th- I see things as though they were a book. So she says, I am not sure when it started, but for a long time, I've thought of my life like it was a book and the people around me, including myself as characters. Don't get me wrong, I know this is real life, but for example, when I was asked whether I wanted to travel to see my dying grandmother or stay with my mother, in my head I said to myself, this is an important character moment. I was stressed and upset, I was crying, but still telling myself this was a character moment, that this would define me. I find myself thinking whenever something goes right, that something else must go horribly wrong, because otherwise the story wouldn't be interesting. I thought other people saw the world this way too, but I can't seem to find anyone else online. So am I normal? Is there something wrong with me for thinking this way? Um, I, I think that's weird, but I, I, I don't think it's that abnormal. Yeah. Um, I was reading something else and they were talking, a person was talking about how they constantly view everything that they do like they imagine how people would react to them doing things. So it's almost kind of that same thing. Like as if you were, this was like the book of my life, how would people react to it? So I I think we do a lot of sort of like role playing, Mm -hmm. like an internal monologue and role playing in our minds. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but that's very specific. It's specific that it's a book. Cause a lot of times, like my kids will say like, Oh, that's so I'm so the main character or like Mm -hmm. I'm the main character and this and this, not that they think that they're like more important, but it's like, Technically, in your life, you you are the main character. Are the main character, which right. is weird, but I don't think of it as a book necessarily. Do you ever think about things and oh, how how do I even say this without sounding like a total <laughs> jackass? <laughs> but like, do you ever have a hard time viewing the world from somebody else's perspective? Like, oh, yeah, like you think. Everything in this world revolves around me, mm-hmm. but even though you know it doesn't, but like it's hard for me to imagine other people just living their lives when I'm not watching. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or yeah, almost like Truman Showish. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. Like Travis, he doesn't. He just the minute we walk out the door, he freezes. <laughs> and like he's he here. exists in this booth and doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't live there. It's weird. I don't it's know. It's like when you're a kid and you see your teachers. At the grocery store. And you're like, why are you here? <laughs> How did you leave the school? Right. How did you get out? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That used to bother me as a kid. I'd be like, why doesn't, like, how am I so important to myself? Like, it bugged me. That thought would, yeah. like, get to me as a kid. That's weird. Now I've just learned to deal with that. Huh. Well, I'm glad. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I know that I've read some of these before, so I want to make sure I'm not doubling up. But okay. um, this one says... I pull out little whiskers on my face. Oh. This is a woman. They are few and far between, but if I feel one, I will pick at it until it comes out. Well, what are you going to do? Just end up with a beard? I of course <laughs> you're going to tweeze them. But do you get? Do you ever get a beard hair and get obsessed? Abs. abs. Like, yes. You run your hand across and catch uh-huh. a beard hair, and it is like tunnel vision. I'm constantly 
Ganon. And you usually will only get, you'll get a repetitive beard hair. Oh, yeah. Like you don't just grow a full beard. It's like, I mean, women at least. Well, <laughs> most women. But it's like, you know where that beard hair is coming up. And every so often you got to check for yep, it. I have one that comes up about right here. I've got one that comes out of my mole. Oh, I might have one right now. <laughs> Remember when I had an elbow one? You did have an inner elbow an hair. An inner elbow hair. It has not resurfaced. Yeah, but when you find it, it's like it's I feel like if I don't about. pluck it out, more will come. Yeah, you got to. I mean, you've got to. You could be sitting next to somebody and they could look over and say, look at that woman's beard. It, yeah. I was with a boy on a bus up to a ski hill one time and he literally made conversation. It's like, you have a hair coming out of your chin. This boy said this Wanted to Wanted to die. Well, Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you come back from how do that? you move on how do you play that down it's like yes thank you do you want to get that i'm saving Should... it for later <laughs> it's like i wanted to die and i wasn't even dating him he was one of my best friends but it didn't matter <sighs> it was my travis the travis i grew up with really yeah and i just literally just called like, out your beard hair. yeah he also told me i'd be hot if i didn't burp and fart so there's that <laughs> It's like, you know, you held it in so long, you sprouted a beard hair. I've been looking at you and I think you would actually be really pretty if you didn't burp and fart so much. We were probably like 13. Like, well, you know what? That is funny. I will never be attractive to you then. (laughs) It's got to come out. I was thinking that you were talking temperature wise, like you would, if you burped and farted, you would. Like I would be attractive to him. If I wasn't so openly gassy in front of him. <laughs> okay, well, that might be fair. 1,000%, but... Okay, well, but he didn't have to call you out. I mean, wasn't trying to date him, so... Yeah. <laughs> but then the beard hair sealed the deal. And that's it. Could never get past it. Oh, no, I think that's totally normal. Yeah. I yeah. I love a good beard hair, I'm not going to lie. You, satisfying getting oh, it out? Yeah, once you... Once you finally get those tweezers and uh-huh. pull that sucker out. You know when you accidentally do like the birthday ribbon curl? <laughs> like you pull it with your fingernails and instead of pulling it, it curls it like it a curly coils ribbon. coils up so tight. <laughs> Gross. And then it's like a little pigtail coming. I mean, no. What? That's never happened. I, I don't even get beard hairs. <laughs> I am a woman through and through. Okay. Oh, okay, here's kind of a weird one. So this person says she lies Actually, I don't know if this is a girl or a boy. They lie for no reason. So they say these lies don't have a goal. It's not like I want to fool someone with a clear objective. I don't even think about lying. They just happen. I can give so many examples. Like just yesterday, I was writing something down that I wanted to tell my therapist. In my text, I wrote that I was typing this on my computer when I was actually doing it on my phone. I knew it was a lie and there was no goal in lying about it, but I did it anyways. I was talking about a video game with my sister the other day, and I said that the F key was the key I had to press to get into a car, but it was actually the E key, and I lied. Sometimes I say random stuff that didn't happen. Like the other day, my mom wanted to know about my day, and for some reason I lied and said I almost stepped on dog poop while walking home, but that was a lie. I don't even register as, I, it doesn't even register as lying. Like right before I say it, my brain isn't thinking about what I'm going to say. It just comes out. Mm-hmm. Wow. The reaction I'll, it will have or the goal, it just happens basically on accident. I realize I've been doing this a couple years ago and it hasn't gotten worse, but I was wondering, is this normal? Like, should I feel bad about doing it? It's never something important, but does everyone do it and just doesn't talk about it? You shouldn't necessarily feel bad about it, but you should seek some help. Like that is, that is like, um, what's it called? Uh, compulsive lying. Compulsive and lying. Yeah. When there's no, like, for people to lie 
when the truth is better doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Like right. why would what that is like sociopath. It's very wow, weird. I'm aggressive. <laughs> but it is like there's one thing to lie to make yourself look better or to cover up something stupid you did or but right. just to change things. You know what it made me think of is maybe you're just bored. Maybe you need a hobby. Yeah. That's not lying. Like maybe you need some real stories to tell. But why would you say, oh, it's the E button when it's the F button? Yeah, that doesn't Something even make sense. Something so insignificant. Or I almost stepped on dog poop. How about mm-hmm. I almost won a million dollars? How about I almost got. But it's like they have to be car. small enough that she's not going to get called out. Because how could you prove that? Yeah. So it's almost like sh- that she needs the thrill of. Because even if you don't know you're doing it in the moment, something is going on in your brain that's telling you to do this. So afterwards, she might be like, oh, I just got away with that little liar. Like, I know that's not true, but they don't know. It's got to be somewhat of a thrill. Right. I'm going to have to sneeze any second. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Gravis. I'll I'll just keep talking about lies. (laughs) Bless you. That's the first. Wow. Thank you. That's never happened before. Not all we've been podcasting. Oh, now my eye just Okay. Yeah, I think I wonder if there's some sort of a like a chemical or something that's released when you lie. Yeah, like there's got to be. Or when you get away with lying. Cuz if I were to lie, I would feel Have you ever like this happened a couple years ago where I told some little lie like in the moment, like it was one of those things where I didn't mean to kind of, it was like that. Mm-hmm. Where it kind of came out, and then I was like, I want to tell that person so bad that that wasn't true or that I kind of messed up, but that would be the weirdest thing. Right. Because it was completely insignificant like that, but I felt so weird about it that it was like eating like me Like you're up. making it weird. Now it's you're making it. Where if I was like, remember how I told you I... Yeah. Like it just made no sense. Yeah. But it would bother me, but I feel like she's she must be getting some kind of thrill out of it. Yeah, you would think. It's like stealing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like a power thing. Yep. It would have to be. Because, uh-huh. no, that's not. I mean, I think you should get that checked. I do, too. Wait, didn't they say they were writing something to their therapist? Yeah. Make a note of this. <laughs> <laughs> Notate that in this. Yeah. In your notes for your therapist. Yeah. That is weird. Agreed. So, okay. You? You. Oh, I me. just did the liar. Oh, that's right. Okay. How about, um, this is so weird. Okay. Um. When I'm alone and thinking of something stressful or embarrassing, I get this overwhelming urge to say, I love you. Um, sometimes I say it two to three times in a row. I might need you to read that. So sh- when I'm alone and thinking alone. of something stressful or embarrassing, I get this oh. overwhelming urge to say, I love you. I think they're talking to themselves. I don't know. And so maybe like maybe it's a coping. Yeah. Like, Calm down. I love you. Interesting. Like, that's what they need to hear in that moment because they're feeling overwhelmed, so they just say it to themselves. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That is very weird. That is very, very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and they have to say it two or three times in a row. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, my gosh. And then they move on. I'm glad they're alone. When they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. When they say that. Oh, okay. Um, okay, this is kind of a more serious one, but... I want to get serious for a sec. Okay, please. We're going to take it down a level. Bring it down. And I wonder how normal this is, but nobody talks about it. So they say, I have created fake profiles to watch my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend's Instagram and Facebook profiles. 
I use them for a couple days and then delete because I feel guilty slash stupid slash pathetic. I still will go to her profiles and look even though they are private. I don't get this word obsession. It's very hard to admit. Normal or not normal? Um, or healthy or not healthy? I'm going to say different not things. healthy, but I would say it's probably, again, with just the way the world is now, I think it's probably normal Mm -hmm. that people check, but the fact that she keeps going back to it is, I think, abnormal. Problematic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I think everybody at some one time or other has looked at their significant others, exes or whatever. Yeah. But if that is like this habitual thing where you're, you're making up, like you're investing that much in it, I think is not healthy. So again, therapist see your therapist here's my confession where I'm like I'm gonna get serious like I'm actually gonna tell you something embarrassing okay so I have mentioned on this podcast how I was in kind of like a toxic relationship in college Uh and um I will caveat by saying I don't know necessarily if he was a toxic person or if we were just toxic to each other Mm -hmm. because I don't know him now but I know I'm totally different now so we would break up and get back together all the time because that's the cycle of toxicity. Uh-huh. And when we would be broken up, I would like, w- this was before social media, but I would hack into his email and read. Ooh, yeah. Like yes. I would read his emails uh-huh. and looking back, I'm so embarrassed about it. Like I can't even believe I would admit it. But back then you would email people that you were dating. Like you didn't text right, as much. You didn't really have. Mm-hmm. I mean, texting wasn't really a thing. Not, no, no. Like you had to pay for texts and stuff. Yeah, like so sometimes like, like we would email each other all the time, like from work or school. Mm-hmm. So I would read like stuff that he was sending girls and the girls were sending him and just obsess about it. And I couldn't stop. Like oh could not. And probably for like months after we broke up the last time, I don't remember specifically, but like I would do this and I would get so caught up in it and like obsess over these emails. Wow. And I'm like, that is so unhealthy. Right. Like, if I found out my daughter was doing that, I would, like, get her professional help. Yeah. But that was just kind of the cycle of our relationship was, like, he was always accusing me of cheating, but he was actually cheating. But then we'd get back together and would fight over everything everyone did while we were broken up. So it's like I had to know and I had to have this, like. some ammunition. Yeah. Do you think that um, some, I think sometimes, I mean, this is kind of a side note, but sometimes that can be obsessive. Like, um the fighting, mm-hmm. like people get addicted to the highs and lows of fighting in a relationship. Right. And so it's like, you're constantly fueling that by like finding things to be upset about yes. or I don't know, but yeah, I even think, though I could never tell him true, like he could never know that I knew this certain well, thing. Cause, <laughs> but didn't you do, did you do drive-bys ever? Were you a drive-by? Oh, constantly. So I'm going to tell you a story about, I'm going to say, who it is. Okay. Kimmy. 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 This is about you. I'm saying it. It's been um, long enough. It's been it. long enough. So we were all crazy. We were all crazy. Love makes you crazy. Yes. Yeah, so Kimmy and I, um, <laughs> she liked this, this guy who lived in a, in Idaho and we were in Utah. Oh my gosh. And she used to get off work at night and she would literally get in her car at all hours of the night and drive to drive past his house <gasps> in a different state. Oh my gosh. I went with her on some of these occasions. <laughs> Did and she ever stop? Oh no. Just to see. No, just cause yeah, she would just do a drive by like yeah. to see if he was, you know, where, who, where he was, what he was doing all the time. See, and now that's the equivalent of social media stalking. Yes. It's yes. like, 
looking up your ex-boyfriend or your current husband or boyfriend's ex-girlfriends. It's yeah. like that stalking. But I think in this OP, the creating a fake profile over and over is maybe what's Right, because that's unusual. a lot of work. Yeah. Like that's a lot of time and effort and energy. Yeah. And what did we think we were going to see on these drive-bys? Like... I- I don't like the windows open and he's cheating <laughs> and right in front of the window and you can go in there and throw down. I don't know. I don't know what. Um, do you remember recently when we got to our dating profiles, <laughs> when we did our online profile? Yes. So we could. So we could online date. Online date. Yes. Yeah. Not that, for us, but not for, for us, somebody but else. Yes. Sometimes we sometimes, were doing some internet sleuthing. Yes. And we have been known to go online, make <laughs> profiles and just observe. It's true. It is true. I did remember when a few weeks ago I said, why is there no like friend dating app for mom friends? Yeah. And then I found out there is. Yes. It's called Peanut. So I went on there and like created a profile just because I wanted to see what was like. Uh And then I like immediately panicked and deleted it because I was scared someone would really actually want to be my friend. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, I would be mad if you went out and just started (laughs) randomly dating for friends. I know. That's wow. I was like, I don't. Like I took the weirdest, just like selfie or whatever, and then I'm like, I'm like, this is, and then you literally swipe, and like it kind of made me sad, but then I was like, I don't want to actually have to have coffee with somebody because you know what that is, that's not good for anybody's self esteem, right? It's one like you have specific standards when you're dating, maybe, but now we're gonna swipe left or right just for a person who's qualifies to be our friend. Like how would you feel like that's wrong? Yeah. Although I can see if you had just moved into a new town, like it is a good idea. It's just not for me. Um, we also found out that there's a website or not a, well, whatever, a group called Meet Me. Meetup. Meetup, which is not a dating site, but it's like if you, you can go there and look for people that are interested like in hiking or interested in exercise or whatever. And then it tells you like people in your local area yeah. that, and they just have these meetups and you can just go and like join it yeah like and then it's, it's less not pressure because it's not like one-on-one it's like a whole right. group you're all interested in the same thing like they post it we're all going hiking at five o'clock or whatever and then you go and everybody just shows up on their own yeah. to, to find other people to hike with so that's more <clears throat> like that's more of a that's nicer than a friendship where profile. you're swiping left on like, people doesn't look like my type Ooh. right yeah that's shallow so oh, she's a Democrat. Swipe left. Yeah, <laughs> I added that on my the meetup, uh-huh. and then I thought, wow, if my husband were to look through my phone and see this big app called Meetup, he'd probably be like, hmm, what's going on? What is that? I had to tell my husband we did our dating profile. Oh. I'm like, just in case you see <laughs> Grinder or whatever. On her card. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh. Your turn. Okay. Uh, I think it's your turn. I just did the stalker girl. Okay. Um, like how I labeled oh, her as a stalker right away when she, really immediately, that was me. <laughs> immediately. Okay. Oh, I love this one. It says, if someone is talking to me and I am bored or uncomfortable with the conversation, I type what they are saying on my thighs. So they just have their hands uh-huh. and they just type. Oh, that is so funny. I love that. I used to do that, but not necessarily when I was bored or uncomfortable. So before I learned to type, I was constantly like writing things like with my finger uh-huh. like in the air and then I learned to type and I started doing it with my fingers really uh-huh. I do a lot of times I'll do sign language oh like um and I don't know sign language that well really that much at all but I know the alphabet so sometimes I'll just like sign the first letter oh. of things just like silently 
Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I can't help it. But and if I want to know how to, like, if I'm trying to think in my head how to spell something, I type it. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Like, I go, okay, I've got to picture it, so I have to do type it with it my, because I used to type so much for work. Nice. I know. Huh. See, that's we weird. all have these weird things. Um, My husband's a chicken pecker. Wow. <laughs> not that. That's not. <laughs> that did not come out right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're just changing subjects. <laughs> but like when he types, he's a peck. He's oh, a pecker. Oh. He's wow. Let's I'm give just, him some lessons. Okay. <laughs> with he, one finger? He is no, that one finger pecker? No. He 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 pecks with more than one finger, but it's not like it's that's not though no, it's not like you put your fingers on the home keys and then type. Yeah. It's like Oh. It's just like, but he's fast. Oh. But it is no rhyme or reason to his pecking. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird. Anyway, so he's not normal. Well, my brother-in-law, I told him I was going to out him on this episode that we were doing this. My brother-in-law eats his scabs and thinks it's normal. Oh, I'm gagging. <laughs> he's like, and he will be super, he will tell anybody. He likes to talk about it. He likes to get like a big like road rash type scar and let it like simmer and then pick it and then <laughs> oh and then chew it. on it. Uh-huh. Like he loves it. Do you think maybe he has a protein deficiency and so he's eating himself because like his body's know. craving that is weird. Isn't and he thinks it's just so like normal. He's like everyone does it. They just don't talk about it. Okay. I'm like I really don't think that's true. Does he eat his boogers? I don't know. Because I mean that is that is born like there are some things that if you're doing it, yeah. you are you should not be telling people. Right? Yeah. And Heather gets so embarrassed. She's probably so mad at me right now because she's <laughs> like, I am so embarrassed every time he talks about it. Yeah, he eats that scab and then he kisses you, Heather. He also drinks milk out of soda uh, bottles. Out of like like he'll empty out like a little soda bottle. Like a Pepsi bottle. Uh-huh. And then he'll put milk in it. Which is enough to throw me right over the edge. It's I don't disgusting. know why, but for some reason seeing that just sends me over the edge. Oh, I cannot take it. Right. Speaking of milk. Okay. Okay. You got one? Let's do this. I've got two. A dairy related well, one? sort of. Is it normal that any time I use milk uh-huh. for anything, I always smell it? I always smell it first. It could be a brand new bottle of milk just cracked open. I got to smell that. I don't think that's normal. I do every time. Every single time? Every Even time. if you just bought it? Yes. Every time? Every time. But if you're just pouring your kid a cereal, you're not going to even eat it. I stuffed it. You I have I, to I, sniff it. <laughs> just I mean, like sure. if I've sniffed it once that day, maybe I okay. won't do a repeat sniff. But it's like, I, you know, no. I, I, ha- no, I need to know. I need to. I need to know. Yeah. I am not going to come Have up on Have you been a, burned a few too no. many times with no. rotten milk? No, but I don't want that to happen. There must be some childhood trauma with chunky milk in your Ooh, life. Something yep. happened. Something? That made you worried about rotten milk. Yeah. That's gross. Oh. Remember Slim Fast? Oh, yes. I used to live, speaking of diet pills and being crazy, <laughs> I used to live issues. off canned Slim Fast. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple times I popped that can, went to chug it, and it was chunky. And I, like, driving, and I had to pull over and vomit. Puke. Uh-huh. What about your Premier Protein? I have it every morning. Do you, is it? That, it's a risk. It can happen. It can happen. Uh-huh. Is, do you always have to, okay, I'm not comfortable with the fact that it can just sit on a shelf at room temperature. Yeah. And then 
it's fine. If it gets too cold, that's when it will coagulate. coagulate uh, which my son <laughs> made that mistake one time. He wanted it to f- get cold faster, so he tossed him in the freezer. Oh, it was all downhill from there. Nope, you can't do it. So I don't know. I have, ooh, yeah. It's my breakfast of choice. It is not mine. Every day. Not mine. Um, what about this? Do you check the bottom of a glass before you drink out of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. So before you pour anything in, you just do 1, a quick one-two. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm always looking in there, making sure it's clean. You got to. Ugh. Yeah, you don't sniff your milk. No. So I'm going to look for something <laughs> in the bottom of my glass, but I am, I'm just going to go in blind <laughs> well, with I, chunky dairy. I trust expiration dates. If it's expired, I will. But like those systems are in place for a reason. It's like a, it is a visual warning, so you don't have to have a olfactory warning. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I know there's a word. I I'll, uh, I'll trust the stamp rather than my nose. It is, um, yeah, nope. Okay, I need to tell you this one because this one happens to me. Okay. Um, well, here, oh, I have some great ones. It says, it is semi-rare, maybe this happens a couple times a year, but I suddenly get an extreme sense that anything pokey is suddenly going to spring forward and poke my eyeball. <laughs> the most common trigger being the peg hooks at the grocery store in the checkout line. Oh. When it happens, I have to squint and avert my eyes until it passes, usually within a minute or two. Weird. Okay. I have a form of this. Do you Really? Like any time I bend down for something, uh-huh. I have this fear that I'm going to smack my eye on the corner of something. Oh, like if like if I'm in my kitchen and I drop something on the ground, I immediately think I'm going to poke my eye out <laughs> on the ca- on the cupboard. Really? I don't know why, because it's not open or whatever, but like it's going to somehow come to you. Any time I bend down, I am afraid that somehow I'm going to be like miscalculate <laughs> <laughs> and. Take it right in the eye socket. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's a huge fear. I, I mean, not a fear, but it's just like. Ooh, it pops into your brain. Yeah. But mine happens frequently. I don't worry about things jumping off of like shelves and stuff and just impaling me. <laughs> but but I, I don't know why I'm just afraid that all of a sudden a drawer is going to pop out. And oh, Anytime my daughter thinks about needles, she has to cover her elbow pits and her knee pits her vein cover those veins she has to cover all her veins so i'll walk in her room and she's just twisted up i'm like what are you doing she's like i thought about a needle or i saw one on tv or someone talked about getting a shot and it she has to cover everything yeah because some points of entry are much like the elbows are sensitive and the knee would freak me out yeah yeah i can see why those veins need to be although i would rather have my elbow pit punctured than my the top of my hand you mm-hmm. know how they have to do ivs right there yeah oh really oh that's that's my a vein bone, of choice there's a bone right there it's not going in your but bone. i feel like it will i feel like they're gonna go right through and right into my hand bone so you want it to go in here where that elbow could bend yeah because that's all juicy right there hey, but there then <laughs> when you have an iv it sticks a soft needle inside of that that stays in there i'd rather have that than my hand that is horrifying what about your forehead no that's a thing i know Ugh. no Okay. Hard pass. Okay. Um, okay. Do our... You do another one. Okay. Um, oh, this kind of goes along with the eye impaling. It says, <laughs> I have anxiety and it sometimes causes sensory issues. When I'm especially anxious, I can sometimes hear my eyeballs move and I hate it. Whoa. <laughs> so like they can hear the the moving, the squish, the... Oh, ooh, can weird. You, let's just stop and see if we can feel them, hear them. Nope. No, I can't either. Sometimes I can hear myself blink. 
once in a while. Or I can hear Aaron blink sometimes. What? We'll be like in bed and I'm like, why are your eyes not closed? Like, I think he's sleeping and I'll hear him blink. Ew. I'm like, why are you awake? And he's like, how do you know? I'm like, I can literally hear you blinking. I can hear you blinking right uh-huh. now. That is creepy. You can't hear other people blinking? No. It's very I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm quiet. I'm <laughs> trying to, to blink. Tell. Yeah, yeah, I don't think weird. so. That is disturbing. Hmm. Very disturbing. Um, okay, we are about out of time. Do you want to do one last? Sure. Um, so this is this is not normal, but I wanted to end on it because it's freaky and I love freaky things. Okay. Okay. So he says, I was in my room. I had just woken up, and so I was completely sober and aware of everything. I had already spent time in bed waking up, so I was just getting ready to start my day. I got up to go and get ready and heard a random female voice say, why are we here? It was very loud and it just disappeared. Like he says, it didn't fade. He's never heard voices like that before. And it literally felt like someone in this room. And then the, this was on Reddit. And so the comments freaked me out so bad that I'll just read them. One okay. says, I remember another story about a guy who watched TV, then heard a voice from behind him saying, come and see this. When the guy turned around, he didn't see anyone, but heard another voice saying, shit, he heard us. <gasps> uh, he got really scared, obviously, but couldn't find any explanation. Never heard them again. This is scary because it implies there are beings slash other humans who can watch us without being seen. Then another one says, it reminds me of a story. Another one I heard today. The person in the story said when they were a kid, they would keep the TV on while going to sleep as a nightlight. One night they heard, is he asleep? I don't know. And saw the two news reporters staring directly at him (gasps) from the TV. A few seconds later, they broke eye contact and went on with their news story. That could have just been him being half asleep. Like a dream. How scary. But then the last one says, read a story on here a few weeks or months ago. A guy was laying in bed nodding off and his girlfriend was wide awake next to him. On the TV in front of them, he was watching, listening to a very popular YouTuber. Just as he nods off, the YouTuber screams his name while saying, wake up. He jolts back awake and says for a split second, the YouTuber had a very serious look on his face and was making direct eye contact for a brief moment, then snapped back into his regular video. But the girlfriend saw it too. That is creepy. Aren't those just the weirdest, like, are people like astral projecting and like in our rooms or is it aliens or is it just like all these things? Oh, yeah. The why that he heard us one freaks me out the most. That, right. Because, I mean, we've talked about, and I, but they, I think we need another episode on when we talk about aliens again, but there are smarter things in this universe than us. Yeah. And how do, who's to say that they aren't living among us? Living. And we just can't see. Crossing through portals. Crossing right through dimensions. Through. Right straight through. Right. St- just watching us. And they're just pausing sometimes to watch TV. Or what about if. I mean, who's to say with all the technology now that people can't look through the screen and watch us? Oh. <gasps> Creepy. We are their entertainment. We are. We Not are the, the other Truman way around. show. I we, know. Yeah. yeah. We are an, a reverse Truman show. Someday we're going to find out. All Our whole lives have been, we've been being watched. Yep. I love those. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. Well, thank you for listening. The time has come. Send us your Am I Normals. Yes. Your weird things that you do. Plus, we have been obsessed lately with aliens and weird things. I dreamt about it last night. Of course you did. (laughs) So um, if you have any other alien stories, we need to do one day where we devote it to 
The supernatural. The supernatural. Because we've got some new stories we want to share. Yep. So anyway. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, bye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.